This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Let's get this public affairs radio party started. My name is Adam Ritz. Thank you so much for joining me. Jay Baker on the telephone. How are you, Jay? I am doing great, Adam. I am excited about today's show. Have you ever done uh, over a million and a half push-ups? Uh, <laughs> yes, over the course of a million and a half days. Yes, uh, I have. <laughs> I mean, how, would it take you a million and a half days to do a million and a half push-ups? <laughs> well, I think I'm good. You know, I don't want to brag, but I'm probably good for about 25 a day. Well, I was going to say one a day. Uh, I could do two push-ups a day, and I could get that done in 750,000 days. Uh, we start the show today with a Wisconsin father who has set the new push-up world record. He did over one and a half million push-ups in the course of a year. So this world record is over the course of a year. Uh, the article I have doesn't state what the old record was, but he obliterated it. Uh, and he's not even done. He's got like uh, three weeks left to finish his year out. So he's going to add more to it. Uh, but what he did was he dedicated this world record to the Tunnel to Towers organization. Uh, he is named Nate Carroll from Wisconsin, and he is a Tunnel to Towers ambassador. And it was kind of a cool story over the week. He finished his one millionth, or actually, let me say it this way. I said that wrong already. He finished his 1,500,231st push-up. Uh, on the 50-yard line of MetLife Stadium this week. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? And it was, uh, it was at a football game, a, a, a tradition. It's the uh, like the New York Fire Department versus the New York Police Department football game. Uh, and at halftime, he went on the 50-yard line uh, and completed that 1,500,231st push-up in front of all the other first responders, giving them a round of applause and a standing ovation. Uh, he raised money over the course of the year for Tunnel to Towers um, to raise money for its Fallen First Responder Program. Uh, so this is just a great story all the way around, and I can't imagine how jacked his triceps and pectorals are. <laughs> yeah, he's probably trying to find shirts that will properly fit him after getting that buff. Uh, the Fallen First Responder Program pays off the mortgages for the families of law enforcement officers and firefighters who are killed in the line of duty and leave behind young children. So if you'd like to uh, check out his uh, foundation and even add to it and donate to it, you can at t2t.org. Uh, very simple. So it's for Tunnel to Towers. Their website is t2t.org. That's t, the number two, and t.org. And I'm going to get started on uh, on trying to beat his record. I, I have, uh, you know, I think I could do three or four million push-ups in uh in a year <laughs> in a year in a year yeah 
Yeah, um, I mean, you can do anything you set your mind to, but that's quite a number, as you know. But I'll tell you, I do like to procrastinate, so I'm probably not even going to start until October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ease into uh, it. I, I don't want to jump into this and hurt my arm. I mean, I'm with you. 25 push-ups a day I can handle. Uh, so our for our calculus uh, mathematicians out there, 25 times 365, that's about how many I can do. Uh, and I'm sure it's well short of 1.5 million. Uh, other news uh, articles and headlines that have come across my desk this week, uh, some for fun, some for public affairs poor, uh, reasons. Uh, where is this story I saw? Um, okay. Uh, oh, no, no. That, we did that story last week. I don't want to talk about walking. Uh, as important as walking is, uh, I'm getting closer to it, Jay. I thank you for your patience. And here we oh, are. Oh, sure. Right here. Okay. A study found... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, something tells me this is a good study. Well, it's not. Uh, it's a little depressing and kind of a morbid uh, study. But the study found that 53% of us die in our sleep. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> now, when I read that, I'm like, that's kind of good news. Because, I mean, all men fear their demise. And you wonder, like, how you're going to end. And uh, is it going to be painful? Is it going to be tr tragically uh, horrific? Uh, and I find it comforting to know there's a 53% chance that, uh, a better than half chance, that I'm just going to die in my sleep. Yeah, that, it that's, sounds that's, uh, like a more comfortable way to go. I correct? mean, that's the way everybody would like to go. At age 100, painlessly in your sleep after a long and fruitful life. So uh, I'm glad the study found that 53% of us die in our sleep. It wasn't like uh, the study found that 68% uh, of us die in <laughs> wide awake <laughs> at noon in total pain. <laughs> Screaming out loud. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Uh, uh. And then as we're talking about population uh, control and how we might uh, demise, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, the United Nations estimates that by the year 2050, the world will have almost 10 billion people. I have heard that, yes, that we are still undergoing quite a large global population increase. We're at, uh, what, about 7 billion today? Yeah. Um, 10 billion by the year 2050, that's only 30 years away. And, and I think about the uh, millennial reports I've been seeing recently where, uh, at least in America, a lot of millennials say they are not going to have children because they're just fearful for uh, the state of the planet, whether it's climate change or political strife or whatever, they think this uh, world is uh, a bad place to bring a baby into. So a lot of millennials in America aren't going to have kids. They're not going to procreate. So if if America is not going to have kids, then the rest of the world's got to have got to have three billion babies in the next thirty years. <laughs> well, absolutely, and you you probably know in a relative way, you know, the U.S. sort of. I don't know. It's not exactly, you know, stable, but our population has grown much more slowly over the last 10 years than it has over the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. So I think you're absolutely correct, though. It is interesting globally. And you do worry about some people just running out of real estate. I'm always astounded when you look at a country like India that has like 1.3 billion people. That's an awful lot of people pushed into a country that would fit inside the United States quite easily. 
It's a lot of people, and we're going to have a lot more people. And I'm just hoping, you know, just an nth of a percent of those extra 3 billion people over the next uh, 30 years, if they could just tune in to the Adam Rich Show. Yeah. And uh, I think we could get some real underwriters involved <laughs> uh, and make a real difference. So I'm hoping for the largest population on Earth just so we can get a small percentage of them to listen to our show. Uh, here's some great uh, advice for you driving a car um, for a little safety to be a little more aware of your surroundings and maybe not be as uh, uh, lazy or, uh, you know, think about how you feel after you eat a big meal, especially Thanksgiving, the tryptophan, and you just want to take a nap. And uh, studies have shown from uh, the, the RAC Foundation, this is a British Automobile Association, their studies show that if you ditch the fast food while you're driving— and have uh, a mint, you will drive safer. And Interesting. That, that absolutely makes sense to me. Uh, their research shows different odors affect the way motorists drive, with fast food scents likely to uh, increase road rage potential and other smells like peppermint deemed to improve concentration. So, you know, I'm not saying if I have a, a double cheeseburger while I'm driving, I'm going to have road rage, but I can absolutely tell you uh, a, I'm probably not paying as much attention as if I'm watching for the ketchup and the cheese to drip into my lap. <laughs> B, that that big greasy meal is going to make me sluggish. And if I had some mints, uh, a peppermint or some sort of mint, just that fresh, um, tart flavor in my mouth, the way it makes your breath cool and you can actually feel the coolness, it keep it, I, I, it would keep me more alert while I'm driving. So I'm going to absolutely give that a shot the next time I have a long road trip. I'm going to skip the, the drive-through and I'm going to have a, a cup full of mints uh, in the console and I'll be popping mints my whole, make the five hour drive safer. I really, I really believe that's true. No, I think that that's something uh, worth looking at. And it's interesting that the fast food smell, I mean, I could see it kind of making you dozy. But the fact that it could increase road rage, I I find that a very interesting and kind of disturbing fact. It's kind of a weird uh, part of the Isn't study. It, it is yeah. a weird part of the study because, uh, you know, outside of a car— are, does it just make you more aggressive? Are you are you telling me if I have an order of large fries uh, <laughs> and a double cheeseburger that uh, uh, I'm going to just fly off the handle quicker and, and maybe choke somebody to death just because I had a cheeseburger? <laughs> well, or it might be that the bottom few fries are soggy and puts you in a much worse mood. Right. I, you know, I think Ronald McDonald was just trying to call into the show to uh, to talk about how happy it makes him to eat a cheeseburger or a Happy Meal. Uh, you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. We are underwritten today by Vibonomics. You can learn more about them uh, through our website. We've got a logo uh, and a link to them uh, right on our homepage, adamritzshow.com. They are an audio uh, company in retail locations across the country providing in-store music and voiceover messaging, promotional messaging, and advertisements between the songs. You can learn more about them at vibonomics.com or just click that logo on our website, adamritzshow.com. I did not have fast food today. Uh, I'm not angry. I'm not going to jump down your neck or your throat, Jay. Uh, you cannot upset me. There is no road rage, road rage uh, during this show. Wouldn't that be great? You're doing a radio show and you get radio rage.
You know, I've had radio rage. It's not pretty. Have you? <laughs> that sounds serious. I think anybody yeah. uh, listening to the show that's ever worked in radio has had radio rage. <laughs> radio Sometimes it's rage. when you get your paycheck. You open up the paycheck, you look at the number, and you get radio rage. People, uh, yeah, people underestimate uh, what we make. Absolutely. Uh, Adam, you probably know that insects are in the news. We're dealing with cicadas and uh most people have found that it is indeed incredibly variable how much cicada noise you may or may not have in your neighborhood. Some people have been touched very lightly, and some people are going crazy from the cicada sound. So I don't know where you fall on that spectrum. I, this is crazy you're bringing this up. Did we talk about this last week? We didn't, did we? No, we did uh, not. I mean, even you know, off this air. Is the famous Brood 10, yes. Okay, so so here's what I experienced last weekend. I had uh, I live in a very wooded area, lots of trees, old neighborhood. Just uh, I'm not in the woods or anything, but it's an old neighborhood with very mature trees and a lot of them. And I have not heard one cicada this entire cicada season. Uh, I drove about 17 minutes from my house this weekend, I had a, a radio appearance at uh, a major lake, and I parked my car, uh, wooded, very wooded neighborhood around this lake, and uh, with lake houses everywhere. And, and I, I get out of my car, and I am, I actually, I was stunned. I, I stopped in my tracks and just stood there and listened. It was deafening how loud these cicadas were. I even shot a video of it to send to my fiance because I because we were just talking about how we haven't heard one of these dang dang bugs and uh just 20 minutes away less than 20 minutes away it was deafening how loud they were they can be extraordinarily loud absolutely and uh regional or 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 at least uh in an area of the country where there's supposed to be heavy cicada uh coverage and noise during this period, I, I, we haven't heard one one bug, and just a few miles away, you you I, I had uh, I had like seven of them land on me before I even walked in the place. Uh, they're everywhere, but yeah, again, I, they're nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I visited a friend last weekend, and his cicadas are loud enough that there's an actual back drone, and it's it sounds like it's reverberating through the woods. It's it's kind of a creepy sound, quite frankly. It is creepy. The, they won't be around too much longer, but also with the cicadas this year, believe it or not, America has a pretty profound tick problem. We've always talked about ticks are kind of a very odd insect. You may not encounter one ever, or you might just randomly walk underneath a tree on one of your walkabouts. Next thing you know, someone is saying, hey, there's a bug on your neck or your shoulder. So it does uh, bear in mind to keep your eye open for ticks. They can, uh, while it's not very painful to have them attached to your skin, they can spread disease, including Lyme disease. So just one more thing to look out for as we emerge from the pandemic. Uh, you know, one thing that we've got coming up, uh, Adam, is Father's Day, which is coming up June 20th. And that's the day set aside to, you know, give some heartfelt uh, appreciation to dear old dad. I love uh, one of my favorite days of the year, Father's Day. I love it. Uh, I've got two daughters. They always make me feel like a king. I cannot wait to see what they do this time. Yeah, it's fun. That You know, it's uh, believe it or not, it's important enough. It's actually a national holiday in Australia. 
and about five other countries. Now, here it's not a national holiday. It's just a chance for you to let dad know how you feel. Uh, and in my research on Father's Day, they actually do have Father's Day in the United Kingdom, but they said that uh, the British did it only begrudgingly after World War II because they, quote, learned it from the Americans. <laughs> they hate us, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're not. I mean, they're our allies. Don't get me wrong. But part of it is grumble, grumble, grumble. Those darn Americans. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's pretty funny. Uh, archaeologists discovered a new dinosaur in Australia. Certainly not the dinosaur himself, but his bones. They think this is one of the biggest dinosaurs that ever lived. He's technically a sauropod. He's as long as a basketball court and as tall as a two-story building. And if that sounds menacing, he apparently ate plants. So that's good for oh. any other smaller animals and or cavemen that were around this dinosaur i mean the cavemen listening to this show your ancestors were safe <laughs> can you imagine a dinosaur that big coming after you no thank goodness no. they only ate plants when i saw that i thought that was pretty amazing vinyl record sales surged during the pandemic and here's something interesting and i thought of you instantly adam believe it or not cassettes surged in popularity because of Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. and the television show Stranger Things. Mm, yes. They both feature mixtapes, which are, of course, very commonly put on cassette. Can I pause for a moment and tell you the best cassette trivia that I've I've heard uh, maybe ever that I heard recently? Sure. Would you mind? Oh, uh, no, I'd love to hear it. So in the film um, Back to the Future when Marty goes back to the future and he's got that hazmat suit and his Walkman and he's trying to talk his dad into asking out his uh, mom on a date to take her to the under the sea uh, enchantment dance or whatever. Uh, because if they don't go on a date, he, he won't exist, right? So, right? so he puts that hazmat suit on and then he puts the Walkman on his dad's ears and he plays a Van Halen guitar solo. Do you remember that? Yes. And he says, I'm Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. You must ask out Lorraine. Uh, so that's how he, uh, I guess, persuades his father, his daddy-o, to uh, ask out Lorraine uh, when he goes back to the future. Well, here's, here's the, uh, the trivia. Van Halen, the band, never agreed to have one of their songs featured in the movie. Uh, the record company and the band were asked at the time if they wanted to be involved. They declined and said no. So, Eddie Van Halen, on a secret side deal, agreed with the filmmakers that he would provide a guitar solo to be used during that scene. So, while I've seen that movie maybe 100,000 times, I've just always thought it was some guitar solo from a Van Halen song that I possibly forgot or maybe didn't know from a right. you know, side obscure B album of an obscure or, yeah. album. Well, come to find out, that's that guitar riff, that Eddie Van Halen famous-sounding guitar riff, was just something he laid down originally for use for that exact scene in that film. And he provided the lick uh, to filmmakers, and they put it on that in, in the scene when, when Marty puts the cassette into... The Walkman, if you look at the handwritten liner notes on the sticker of the cassette, 
it says Van Halen. You've seen it a thousand times. It says Van right. Halen. But what you maybe didn't notice is it says Eddie Van Halen, and Eddie is crossed out. Oh, interesting! Isn't that cool? So then, no, uh, I think that's very cool. So that it wasn't it wasn't really Van Halen. It was it was Eddie Van Halen, and uh, it wasn't until years later that Eddie even told the rest of the band or the record company that he did, that he did it. So I, I just and of course by then the movie was huge and uh, nobody cared. I mean I'm sure. I mean, even today, somebody, some 12-year-old is going to rent or watch that movie for the first time in their life, and they're going to and they're going to see that cassette and see Van Halen on it, and they're going to go download 20 of their songs. I mean, so so they certainly got their money's worth out of being involved with that movie. But reluctantly, the band didn't want to do it, but Eddie Van Halen went ahead and did it. Oh, that's cool. And I that makes such a great footnote to the movie, doesn't so it? So many and, great stories. It, and I think sometimes, too, when you think about movies, especially when they're in the production phase, you don't necessarily know how gigantic those movies will become. You have no idea. And sometimes no. you think they're going to be blockbusters and they bomb. Yeah. And the Back to the Future franchise is done extraordinarily well. And as you said, it's pop culture enough that most people know the salient plot points. Yes, there's a new report, Adam, on quirkiness. Quirkiness is uh, a uh, it's having nonconformity, and it's considered to be a good trait. And here's the example that they give. You know, during the pandemic, and this was kind of, I always call it the hipster beard, and maybe I shouldn't. It makes me seem older than I am. But did you know that, you know, right before the pandemic, almost everybody grew these big beards if you were capable of doing it? Oh, yeah. Then during the pandemic, of course, people got really shy with the razor, so a lot more beards appeared. But the example that psychologists give in the quirkiness thing is if you suddenly go clean-shaven and you're in an age group where you'd commonly have a beard, that would be nonconformity. And people might spot you and go, oh, I like that so much better than the beard. So I thought that that was interesting that there's an actual scientific study of nonconformity called quirkiness, and it's a desirable trait. Now, I'm not sure you can work on your quirkiness, but it it's uh, food for thought. Well, quirky people are more interesting, certainly, than a boring, uh, nonchalant person, uh, and quirkiness has its value. But I will tell you, if you get stuck in an elevator for four hours with some quirky person, you will not appreciate it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you and I always laugh. There's certain personalities and I always go, dude, would you take a long car trip with that guy? And the look on your face is always good because there are just certain people you're going, oh, no, yeah, no, 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 your, uh, absolutely not. Keep your quirkiness at a distance. <laughs> I appreciate your quirkiness. Keep it away from me. <laughs> absolutely. There is a concern, as you said, as populations surge, that uh, tobacco use is gaining a real foothold, and this is happening internationally. They estimated in 2019 that were, there were about 1.1 billion smokers throughout the world and that China, Indonesia, the USA, Russia, and Japan account for two-thirds of the smokers. And a part of those societies that I just mentioned, it's, it's, it's part and parcel of their social structure to smoke and that's why they're having difficulty getting people to stop smoking. 
That's a shocking uh, number to me. A billion people smoke. One point one billion. Yeah. That's, that's the, w- if, earlier we said there's about seven billion people on the planet. That's one in seven people that smoke. Yes. That seems like a high uh, rate to me. I I don't know a whole lot of people that smoke. Certainly not one out of seven. No, but uh, apparently in Russia and China, there are a lot of smokers. Maybe parts of North Carolina and Kentucky, uh, West Virginia, maybe it's uh, maybe eight out of seven people smoke. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what's making up the difference. A uh, British physician said that we should probably keep a close eye on processed food. Uh, I think we kind of already knew at least a little bit about this. This particular physician ate nothing but processed foods for 30 days. As you might imagine, the results were not good. Adam, you love movies. Did you ever see the movie Supersize Me? You know, I, I think I did. I mean, I know I saw at least parts of it flipping channels when it was on one of the free channels. Uh, I've seen parts of it, yeah. I, and I'm familiar yeah. with the plot. I know what it's about. A gentleman ate nothing but fast food for 30 days, and it did affect his health. But at any rate, uh, the British health services are saying we should watch what we uh are feeding our children as well as ourselves. It can affect our physical and mental health. I guess that's kind of a duh. But, you know, we all, I don't want to say we, the collective we, so many of us kind of like processed foods because why? They're super simple and easy. (laughs) You just fling them into the microwave and voila. Very easy. Uh, So, you know, it takes time and thought to plan out uh, a healthy meal. Uh, to yeah. chop up the fresh ingredients, to cook it, uh, as opposed to opening a package and pressing a few buttons on the microwave. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know what I'm talking Which about. Which one's easier? Hey, speaking of smoking, this is a true story. Thankfully, this has not happened a lot. But a driver smoking in a Maryland parking lot was using hand sanitizer, and then the hand sanitizer burst into flames. Fortunately, <laughs> oh my goodness! Fortunately for our driver, he was able to escape the vehicle with only very minor burns, and I was really glad to hear about that part of the story. But believe it or not, because the hands, as he exited the car, the hand sanitizer stayed behind. The rest of the car was completely consumed. <laughs> And totaled oh by the ensuing fire. Oh, I we're 27 <laughs> minutes into this show with that story. We should have started with that story. Talk about safety and public yeah. affairs. If you smoke and yes. you are very proficient at keeping germs off your hands, you need to know not to smoke and use hand sanitizer at the same time, especially in a vehicle that has... 18 gallons of gasoline in it. <laughs> Sounds like a Bruce Willis film, doesn't it? It does. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Yeah, so he learned a great lesson. And obviously, when this story came out, they did point out uh, that, by the way, hand sanitizer is potentially, depending on the ingredients, uh, very flammable. And also, that's part of the reason you shouldn't leave it in your car as we head into these warm summer months, because an enclosed car obviously can uh, get high temperatures while parked while you are away. So be aware. 
Oh my gosh, that is yeah. That guy was very fortunate indeed. So glad he's okay. Gosh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So uh, that was uh, so. That's uh, pretty much the wrap up. Let me see as I'm looking through here. Oh, here's something interesting. As people clean up for spring. Uh, Many people are donating goods and items to Goodwill and other uh, people that, you know, take items, resell them for good cause. Goodwill is urging people, we love for you to donate items, but please do not use us as a landfill. Apparently, they're getting a large number of donated items that have absolutely zero value whatsoever, and uh, they're having to deal with than uh, processing uh, stuff. And also people are, and you know, when I heard this, I said, yeah, I guess I understand human nature, but even people are dumping dangerous household goods in Goodwill boxes because they just don't want to deal with it. So yeah, that's, that's not a good idea. That's pure laziness. If you're going to get rid of your, if you know it's garbage, don't take it to Goodwill. It's not helping anybody. No. Uh, and the more they have to mess with it, the higher their prices become on the floor. So one of the reasons yes. their their stuff is so affordable uh, is because it's donated and they have uh, almost volunteer workers sifting through it, uh, cleaning it, slapping a price tag on it to resell it to the public. If they have to waste time with your garbage, uh, time is money, and that'll be reflected in, uh, in the prices on the floor of the items that stay. That is absolutely correct. And here's the other quick note. Super quick. Uh, 20 seconds left. Uh there are new tax ramifications. You could get a tax break for donating valuable items. See your accountant. Just don't donate your your garbage. There is <laughs> yes, you get please no, don't. no tax break if you take a bag of garbage to Goodwill. All right, Jay, thank you so much. This has been the Adam Rich Show. You can listen to this show again and all of our previous shows in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.